So the home tests between India and England are now over and India have made the World Test Championship final after winning the series 2-1. So here's a look back on views from third man at this series. Welcome back old listeners and hopefully new listeners as well to views from third man. For those of you who are listening for the very first time, this is a cricket podcast where we look at the events of world cricket today and try to see them from a fan's point of view and maybe add a little bit of in-depth insight here and there while having a bit of fun as well. So India have sealed the series 2-1 and there's many things to say about this series and let's talk about the elephant in the room first, the surfaces. There was a lot of talk after the first test in Chennai about the actual surfaces in the test match series, the fact that they were turning too much on day one. Now, the ICC rules in the MCC handbook says that home teams are allowed to prepare pitches based on the conditions that they want and they think their teams can do well in. So therefore, India hasn't done anything wrong. And the fact that the ball was turning on day one, well, there's sort of this impression that's been formed of an actual test match pitch. As people say, where if it swings and seams around in the first two, three days, then starts spinning and then becomes a nightmare for batsmen by day five, that's what's seen as a good test match surface. Whereas the pitches that were prepared in this series were those that spun on the first few days and then the ball started to reverse. And actually, days three and four were pretty good for batting. So different kinds of wickets, not bad wickets by any measurable means. Now let's look at the two teams and let's start with England because When the series started, I thought England would come into this series and actually give India a good fight and actually try levelling the series. The scorecard in the end was 3-1. And well, frankly, England were quite disappointing after the first test. And I think their policy of rotation was a big factor for that. And just just take the example of Dom Best, their promising young spinner who in the three test matches in Sri Lanka picked up 17 wickets. He played the first test where he got four wickets, probably the best he's ever bowled in his career so far. And then Moeen Ali came in. Now, Moeen Ali has a very good record against India. So they dropped Dom Best and Moeen Ali played the second test match. Then the third test was a day-night test. Moeen Ali, meanwhile, got sent back to England and was rested to prepare for the white ball series happening right after this. So at the pink ball test, Jofra Archer, James Anderson, Stuart Broad, Ben Stokes, Jack Leach. That was their bowling combination. Dom Best didn't get a game. That game ended in two days where spinners took all the wickets. So at this point, Dom Best, young 21-22 year old spinner, is probably thinking, well, the team doesn't trust me if in two days Ashwin and Akshar Patel are going to get all English wickets and I'm not going to get to play, imagine what that does to his self-confidence. So when he comes in the fourth test and starts pulling full tosses to Zohit Sharma and Rishabh Pant, they take him apart from runs. And now I don't think he's going to get selected in the home leg for the English series because, no fault of his own, because of the English team's policy of rotation. They did that with Joss Butler. They did that with Ben Stokes. Sorry, not Ben Stokes, Ben Fokes and Jofra Archer, and Chris Wokes, who was in their side, didn't even play. So the policy of rotation that England has adopted in the last year and a half has probably lost them a game in this series. But the actual players, and let's start with their captain, Joe Root. If there was an innings of the series, it was Joe Root's double hundred in the first test match. But after that, every single time Joe Root came into bat, he came in before the 10th over was over and two wickets were already down. And from that position, it's very difficult for batsmen to do well. But still, Jodhu did look a class apart and he did play that double ton. So I'm actually going to give Jodhu an 8.5 on 10 because he showed a lot of heart. And in a series where there was a lot of talk from the English side, not from the actual squad about the conditions and surfaces, he really brought honour to the English cricket team. Then Ben Stokes. 
the one player who was actually supposed to show Jozut that support with the bat, had a disappointing series with the bat and got dismissed to Ashwin many times. But with the ball, especially in the last test match, where he wasn't feeling that well, so he'd bowl an over, he'd go, he'd rest, then he'd come back and bowl another over and bowl 27 overs in the test match and was playing as one of two seamers. Ben Stokes, the bowler, was incredible in this series and Ben Stokes, the batsman, had a very disappointing tall. So I'm actually going to give Ben Stokes a 6 because his bowling was very good. Then James Anderson, the highest test match wicket taker of all time for the fast bowler. James Anderson is currently aging like fine wine. I mean, there was all this talk about how he's not going to do well in Asia. Forget the thought. Watching James Anderson bowl was like watching Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci paint a painting in real life. He's just that good. I mean, James Anderson, I have no doubt in giving him a complete... He's getting a 9 on 10, basically. In the last test match, there was a stage where he'd taken all three wickets, bowled 17 overs for just 20 runs. I mean, if James Anderson... If people still think James Anderson can't bowl in Asia, then there's something wrong with people. Then England spinner, Jack Leach. So... I actually thought Jack Leach got better as the series progressed, but it's unfair to compare him to Ashwin and Aksal Patel in this series and Washington Sundar for that matter. So Jack Leach had a good first tour of India, but he couldn't exactly affect the results of the team. So Jack Leach gets a 7 on 10. And the player that I think everyone in England and critics were most disappointed with was Ollie Pope, a promising young player, almost a carbon copy of England great Ian Bell. Ollie Pope had a very disappointing series in India, and I think his highest score was about 50. He didn't show that much support to the rest of the batting lineup, especially Joe Root. So Ollie Pope gets a 4 on 10. Then let's talk about India, the victors of this series. I mean, there's nothing you can say about this Indian team apart from the fact that they were a class apart and they outskilled England. And I think they did that because of various players. And the first of those, of course, has got to be India's highest run scorer in this series, Rohit Sharma. I mean, if there was a turning point in this series from India's point of view, it was Rohit Sharma's 100 in the second test match in Chennai, which really galvanized the side and pushed them towards victory. So though he has, though his average may not be that good in the series, I think it's just about 45-50, which for Rohit Sharma's standards is not that good. Um, Rohit Sharma gets a full 9 out of 10. And then the player who, in my opinion, is the 10 out of 10 performance of this series, not as much for the 100 he got in the last test match, but for his presence behind the stump and the drastic improvement in his wicket-keeping. Rishabh Pant is going to be the next big thing in, in Indian cricket if he isn't already the biggest, most entertaining individual in Indian cricket. And my player of the series, I know Ashwin played really well. I know Aksal Patel had a breakthrough debut series and Rohit Sharma got all of those runs. But Rishabh Pant made this series very interesting to watch. So Rishabh Pant, 10 out of 10 in my books. Then Aksal Patel, three games, 27 wickets. Never before in the history of Indian cricket has a player had such an amazing debut series. I mean, players have actually got 27 wickets in their debut series, but that was a six-game series and it occurred almost 45 years ago. So, Aksal Patel, head and shoulders above everybody else as a bowler, nine and a half out of ten for Aksal Patel, simply because he didn't play the entire series. Then somebody... It was heartbreaking today, actually, to see Washington Sundar get stranded on 98. And there were all these jokes online about how his father's going to be very disappointed with him again. But I think Washington Sundar has shown in this series and in the Australia tour before that if something is to happen to the Windsor Jadeja, as it has, India have the backup and they also have a potential replacement four or five years down the line when Jadeja's career comes to an end, which it's bound to. 
because players do you know age and they get older and Jadeja is touching 32 33 so India have found a potential replacement for them in the Jadeja and it's important that they nurture Washington Sundar so 8 out of 10 for Washington Sundar then four matches 32 wickets i mean 32 out of the 80 english wickets were taken by ravi chandran ashwin he got 100 in chennai in front of his home crowd 9.5 out of 10 for ravi chandran ashwin the only reason he's not getting a full 10 on 10 is because i would have liked to see him do a little bit more with the bat in the last two test matches because i personally feel as a batsman hidden inside ravi chandran ashwin as just waiting to come out so i would have liked to have seen a little bit more with Ash- from ashwin the batsman ashwin the bowler gets a full 10 out of 10 ashwin the batsman 9 out of 10 so 9.5 for ravi chandran ashwin and as always we end with the captain So in the in his last twelve innings, Virat Kohli has got two hundred and eighty-eight runs. So as a batsman, I think it's safe to say he's not having the best of times. He hasn't got an international hundred in almost forty innings, but he did get one very good seventy and another very good sixty. I mean, if there was an innings that was technically perfect, it was Virat Kohli's sixty-six in Chennai. So Virat Kohli, the batsman, I'd have to give him a six on ten, but Virat Kohli, the captain. for sort of nurturing and growing such a team that's been able to do so well in the absence of so many stalwarts and with players like Triteshwar Pujara Virat Kohli and Ajinkya Rahane which is supposed to be the backbone of the Indian batting not doing so well for that aggression coming back for standing up to Ben for standing up to Ben Stokes for Mohammad Siraj for the cheering for Rishabh Pant Virat Kohli the captain has been very impressive and has shown a great amount of improvement especially since there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about how he may not be the best captain for limited overs cricket i think in test match cricket virat kohli is the best captain india has ever had so far i mean you can look at numbers and statistics he's right up there in terms of win percentage and on commentary if sunil gavaskar said that his team is as good as clive lloyds then i think that's a solid 9 out of 10 performance from kohli the captain